Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to the San Antonio Express News' Athletes Roundtable. This is the second part of our Black History Month highlight. I'm your host, Ron Harrod Jr., and I'm joined by three black athletes from our San Antonio area schools and universities. But for those who don't know you all, please introduce yourself. Asia, can you start? I'm Asia Prudhomme, and I play basketball. Um, I'm Isaiah Walker. I'm a junior at uh, UTSA on the baseball team. I'm Elijah Frizzell. I'm a senior at UTSA, and I run track and field. Now, I wanted to kind of kick off the roundtable by like sharing some stories and kind of talking about like your journey of how you all got here today. So can someone start with kind of like uh, who you are, kind of how'd you get to this point? I'll go ahead and start. Um, so like I kind of just played sports my whole life. I kind of played everything growing up. I did uh, track, cross country, basketball, baseball. But uh, I kind of started baseball at a young age and it's a skill development based sport. So uh, you kind of got to start it young and I started that young continue that all the way through. And I was the best at that in high school. So that's what I stuck with in, in college. But um, definitely playing multiple sports growing up and being an athlete in that sense, that's kind of made me who I am today on the field, being versatile, play different positions and stuff like that. So uh, definitely being an athlete translates to baseball for me. And that's, uh, that's kind of, I kind of got here. Um, I guess as far as it goes for me, um, just like Isaiah said, I played like every sport growing up from golf to tennis to everything. But, um, you know, being at a height disadvantage, you know, some sports just wasn't going to work for me, like basketball and football. Like that just wasn't wasn't going to work. But I've been doing track my whole life since I was like eight. And I kind of just just like stuck with it. Like since I've been doing it for so long, like I kind of want to just see it to the end. And I guess like um, I like I came to college during uh, COVID. So like recruiting standards, like it was just different, like. Like we couldn't do visits or like anything like that. Seasons got uh, cut short, but it was a blessing for me to get this opportunity to run at, at the college level. So I guess just having that opportunity is just like kind of I just it's kind of like helped me grow as a person, um, helped me develop my my talents, and then here we are now on the last year. For sure, Asia. Uh, just like them, I played a lot of sports. I played football. I did cheerleading. I did softball. I did track. I did all, basically almost all the sports, but mainly I stuck to basketball around when I turned like maybe like 10 or 11. I played basketball and then that's just been my sport ever since. I've been good at it. So that's just what I stuck to. Okay, now now that we've kind of had all of our athletes kind of introduce themselves, I wanted just to add just some background on them. So Starting with Asia, I know you averaged 12 points per game during your three varsity seasons at East Central High School. Um, for Elijah, I know you're a sprinter. You're from the Dallas area, a kinesiology major, and a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, for Isaiah, I know you're a baseball player. Isaiah told me he plays everywhere on the field, wherever coach needs him. Um, and you do want to be a pilot as you grow older. So I thought that was something really cool. So now I want to kind of talk to each of you kind of about like where you all are from and how that made you. So I know, Asia, you're from the east side of San Antonio. Can you talk about growing up on the east side? How has that made you who you are today? 
Um, growing up on the east side of San Antonio, it's really like the part I'm from. It's really in the country for real. And now they put put houses and stuff, so like it's really not the country no more. But it's really been the country. It's out there by Heritage and Oakhurst and stuff like that. So if you know where that's from, then it's out there in the country. But it's the way I grew up out there is just probably like any other country person. Like that was some some stuff that you did growing up. Um, play by myself outside. Really, um, we had some cows. We had chickens before. Yeah, we grew some. We had a big old orange tree. It got ruined by the by the snow recently. So, but that was good. It's really just country stuff for real. Just really country stuff. That's it. Uh, for me, I'm, uh, I went to Manville High School in the uh, South Houston area, and uh, Manville is a real big football, basketball, track school. So, uh, growing up in the neighborhood, like my parents would never let me be inside. We would always, me and my uh, next door neighbor Kyler, we'd be out from sun up to sundown, just playing basketball, uh, kickball, football, whatever. I think I think just being outside and uh, being active at a young age like that, and just constantly doing stuff that. Uh, molded me into the athlete I am right now, and um, and yeah, then just throughout high school, uh, I'll say Manville is kind of like a HBCU version of a high school. It's mostly black population, so obviously football, basketball, track is going to be uh, be up there for that. So um, obviously participating in those sports, it's very competitive and uh, kind of molds that competitiveness in in you because um, that's just how it is. Um, I guess for like for me being from uh, Dallas, like everybody played a sport, no matter who. Like I couldn't look back and think of somebody who didn't play a sport, whether man or woman. Like it really wasn't an option. Like from a young age, you're playing a sport upwards, elementary, like all the way up through uh, high school. But um, I went to a small Catholic school in uh, Oak Cliff, Bishop Dunn. So I guess just going to like a small Catholic school, we still played against a uh, public school. So I guess just having that um, that stereotype against us, like, oh, private schools, they can't really like compete. But then when we go out there, you know, we're beating like 5A, 6A teams. So I guess just being from like a little small uh, school, you have like kind of like that grudge on you and you just want to like prove to other schools that like it don't it don't really matter what uh, division that you're in. Like, like if you're an athlete, we all kind of compete. And like in high school, did any of you have like any uh, negative experiences, either just adversity that you faced or like race related? I guess we can start with you, Asia. I know you had the with the the Marble Falls incident. Can you just talk kind of talk? Well, first, I guess what the incident was and then kind of how that's kind of affected your life since. Um, The incident was um, I was standing at the free throw line, getting ready to shoot a free throw. And a kid in the student section was making monkey sounds at me. And we got it on video. And it made me, after the whole situation, I didn't really hear him when I was making my free throw because everybody, if you know basketball, everybody is taught to focus on your free throw. Don't worry about anything else that's going on. So that's what I was doing. I was just focusing on my free throw. Of course, I made the free throw. But, um, yeah, he was making monkey sounds, and I really didn't notice it until after the game, the coach showed me the video. So it was just like... My feelings was hurt because like it's it was 2023. Like, why are we still doing this? Why are we still being racist? Nah, like, really. this is childish. Like, and so like my feelings was hurt. And so up to then, it just changed my whole perspective about Caucasians, kind of. Like, I really keep my distance a little bit, but I'm not gonna treat them any different. Like, 
I'm not going to treat them like a dog. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to treat them like a regular human being that they are, but I'm going to just keep my guard up to what they're saying to me and stuff like that. So, that's... And when you talk about, uh, like, trust, um, since, like, that's a race that you say kind of hurt you, mm -hmm. um, but this, you know, that's a huge population, not only in San Antonio, but in the United States. Uh, and that's something you're going to have to, you know, deal with in the job force or yeah. coaches-wise. How do you... Uh, I guess, navigate that. I know you kind of talked about, um, you know, even though that you may, you know, you felt like they treated you bad. You said you weren't going to treat them bad. You talked yeah. about kind of your mentality on, uh, even though that you felt like you were, I guess, like disenfranchised, but you won't do that to them. Yeah. Um. So the way I was grew up, the way I grew up was treat people how you want to be treated, you know? But like the way I grew up is also have respect for everybody. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to like treat somebody different because the way they look or the way they talk or the way they dress or the way they look like I'm not finna do that that's not how I was grown up that's not how it is that's not how it should be either like so like me saying that it's just like I don't care who you are I don't care like what you do I'ma still have my respect for you like I'ma still care for you I'ma still be there for you but like at the same time I'ma keep my guard up I'm not gonna let my guard down just so you can run me over I'm not gonna do that so and you, and you have like a comment on that situation? Uh, I mean, it's good that you keep your head on straight. I mean, I know like, um, like we're in a generation where it's kind of like a little divide between African Americans and like the white uh, population. But um, it's just something that like you you can't really stop it, but you can just change on how you react to certain things that like go on. So the way that you react, you know, that's like plus one. Like I know it's tough to be like the bigger person sometimes, but you know, sometimes whenever you look back, you could probably appreciate being the bigger person. Yeah, no, I kind of like how you said, like, you're not going to let that one situation change how you look at people just in general, like the whole the whole population. Like, now nah, we we need to be, be big on, like, judging people for what they do for them and not mm. for, okay, one, this one person in this category did this to me, so I'm going to treat everybody in this category like this, and I got, I got hate for all y'all because – this one person did that. Like, nah, it, it shouldn't be like that, regardless of race, gender, whatever differences we have in life. Like, we should judge people based off what they did to us and not not just generalize everything. I feel like as a society, we kind of do that way too much now. And then uh, for you two, is there any racial instance that you all had in high school? And if not racial, just any adversities you think you had to overcome? It's maybe a coach wasn't trying to play you. It could be anything. Uh, I kind of had a... That situation for me in uh in basketball versus baseball because in high school all the way through high school I played both basketball and baseball for the school team and there's a little interference at the end of basketball season and the beginning of baseball season and um but I was like playing on a varsity level for both of them so obviously there was a conflict of interest there and uh, so like the following off season I wanted to do. Uh, half my days in the off season with baseball, half of them with basketball. But uh, basketball coach didn't really want to do that, even though he, he his big argument was that I wouldn't I wouldn't know the plays and stuff like that. But I I would go out there and run the plays for everybody. I'd be on defense, um, shooting gaps because I knew exactly what the play was already. So I didn't really feel like that was a valid reason. But that kind of just brought uh, some differences between me and the coach and. We kind of had some issues with that, with the basketball coach. So that's kind of what I feel like kind of led me to sticking with baseball in the end, which 
I'm not complaining. Like it's a blessing where I'm at right now. Like uh, I'm I'm part of a, break, a great program at UTSA playing baseball, and I still love basketball and everything like that. And some days I do miss playing it, but that definitely molded uh, or it changed the direction of where I was going to go, like for my college career. Because at that time, at that point in time, like I was, I won't say I was the best at basketball, but I think I could have played on the collegiate level. So that option was still open. But as soon as that stuff happened, it kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm a, I'm a stick to baseball. Anything similar? Uh, I guess for me, like I never really had any um, like racial incidents, but I think the biggest adversity is just injuries. Like I was just constantly hurt. Just what type know, of injuries? Um, everything, hamstrings, quad, hips. And you're a runner too, so this is like yeah. But yeah. even like I uh, still got hurt playing like other sports like basketball. Like my knees, I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, knees, ankles, everything. But yeah. mainly, you know, like them legs. Like it was just like just something that was just like year round, like like clockwork. Like as mm -hmm. soon as it gets to around March, boom, injury. Yeah, you just like right before the season. Yeah, but it was just like sometimes you just gotta. I guess one thing that I wish I could have done uh, better was just like preparing more, like mm -hmm. on the physical therapy side. Like just to get everything stronger before the season, but um, that's in the past though. But <laughs> hey, uh, we're here now. Yeah. And so you're from the Oak Cliff area in Dallas. Yeah. So that's a, a well, very... like, like I'm really from like Duncanville. Okay. But, um, I went to school in like Oak Cliff though. So these are pretty like predominantly, or they have a huge African American population. Oh, yeah. These places. Yeah. Kind of how have you kind of dealt with the transition from coming from those huge black populations to like a San Antonio? Um, I guess for me, like it didn't really feel like too much of a different transition because I UTSA like they're pretty well um diverse like I don't yeah. know the uh percentage but it's like fairly high compared to other public schools within uh Texas so I feel like once I got here like I found my black community black community just like straight off the bat like just joining different organizations BSU mm -hmm. uh shout out to Men of Honor you know they 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 really helped they like oh I'm fumbling my words uh, men of honor, they really held it down for me. So I guess like once I got here, it was just like those opportunities were just made like present to me. So I didn't really feel like too much of a different transition really. And how would you say your college experience has been at UTSA? Uh, I think mine's kind of been similar. Um, you know, I came from a high school that I was surrounded by mostly black people, but like obviously baseball is a predominantly white sport. So growing up, I kind of, uh, I was kind of in both both mixes, so it's kind of it's kind of similar here. Like, um, baseball is still predominantly white, so but I still have uh, other groups. Like, I'm I'm real cool with the with like the track team, uh, basketball. So I, I get my community in, or my black community in other places, but um, I still I'm still I'm still definitely cool with like my my teammates and stuff like that. Like, so I, I kind of I feel like it's cool just to have uh, different friends in different places and get to see different perspectives all over the place. So. And then I know, Asia, I know, so you were at Our Lady of the Lake University. Yeah. You were playing basketball there. Can you kind of talk about just your situation there, why you laugh and everything? Um, I left because financial issues, really, financially unstable. But I recently got the opportunity. Thank God I finally got the opportunity The opportunity uh, to get the chance to play again next year at Texas A&M to be a part of the first female basketball girl program now. So I will be playing at Texas A&M next year. And so, which, uh, like in Texas A&M, in what city? Um, San Antonio. Okay. Yeah, San Antonio. So I will be back here next year. And how excited are you kind of for that? Because I know you, you've 
mean, you've gone through a lot, as we've already kind of heard. Yeah. So knowing that kind of you've, you've dealt with all those different type of things, but, you know, you're still pushing through. You haven't given up yet. Yeah. Because I feel like I got something to prove. I feel like I got to make my family proud. So. And then I know I talked to your East Central girls basketball coach, Coach V. Uh you, I think you told me prior that you look at her, you look up to her in similar to like a like a stepmom. Like yeah. you look for her. She's like your somebody you confide in, somebody you trust in. Talk yeah. about why and how she's built that relationship with you. Um, she's just been there with me since the beginning. Since not the beginning, beginning, but like since I came back from ninth grade because I didn't play my ninth grade year. So she just believed in me since I came back. So she always kept that faith in me. And I always kept that faith in her to keep that faith in me. So, and, and, and during you all's kind of like tough moments, like like adversity, is there someone that you go to? It could be a parent, it could be a coach, anybody. Uh, for me, it's definitely just my family, my uh, my parents in general. Like they're always they're always there for me, and then probably my sister. Like she's she'd probably be my biggest fan. Like from growing up, like she she went to all the games growing up, and I know definitely for her, like. Going to my tournaments and stuff growing up was a big part of her life because she always had to be there since saying like, obviously she wasn't playing. So she was just supporting. So like, I know I could always go to her and that she's going to encourage me and like be there for me because she, she's always been there for me. So definitely my sister. Uh, well, it's definitely God first. And then after that, uh, amen. amen. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, uh, family. So mom, dad, um, grandparents, definitely because they've already been through everything that I'm going through. So I guess just to just be vulnerable with them, um, it's definitely been um, a blessing. Like they can offer me advice, calm me down, um, direct me through various situations. So sh shout out to the fam, definitely. And so you were raised by your grandparents? No, no, no. I was I was raised by my mom and dad, but uh, mom and grandparents they live like close by. So like I had like a real tight relationship with them. And kind of. I guess building a relationship kind of with your grandparents because I know Asia, you have a similar background. Well, Asia, I think you were raised by your grandparents for a bunch and then you just have a really good close yeah. relationship. Kind of how has that helped you all kind of like having that like support system as well with, with, with like a, a grandparent? How has it helped you get here? Oh, man. Um, I think really just the nurturing side of things. Um, I, like, you know how they say like two is better than one four is better than two. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess just having that extra like set of hands, extra like extra brain just to help guide you. Um, I, I, let's say my parents were like too busy, like my grandparents would like be there. So I know like like family, like they wouldn't skip a beat at all. So I guess just, just knowing that that love and like support is there, like that means the most really. Now for our listeners that maybe are looking to be division one athletes or just go to college and play a sport, is there any advice that you would give a future college athlete? Uh, I would say how you do anything is how you're gonna do everything. So don't just like think, oh, I wanna be a division one college athlete. Like I gotta put everything in the sports and then just neglect everything else. Like now nah, you put everything into sports and then put everything into the academic side too, because uh, especially on this level, like college nowadays is expensive. So if if you get scholarships in other academic areas and that that'll that'll help the whole cause and and just besides that like that that turns out to be your character like if you if you do everything 100% and work hard then then at that point that's just who you are you're a hard worker and not just on the sports side which i feel like we emphasize uh, more than we do everything else 
um, I'll say, yeah, definitely take your academic serious because for me, um, I'm not on scholarship, but I still go to school for free because I have like the uh, academic side. And that's like the best thing is to come out debt free. Like <laughs> I don't have to worry about paying nobody back. Um, I can just stack my money up. But um, I guess just being well uh, diverse, I'll say, because college sports or really just sports in general, um, it has to stop at some point. I mean, not just like stop playing, but um, college is only four years, you know, for some five, six, seven, eight, nine. COVID, but, uh, COVID year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it's like it only lasts so long. So you have to think about life outside of sports, you know, be well rounded, like be diverse, make connections, um, like business mm-hmm. side, like everything, because it's just like, if you're more uh, diverse, like it'll definitely take you up further because then you can com- like combine like your academic side and your athletic side. And now you like a two for one package instead of just a, this is all I have to offer. You have like multiple things to give to somebody and that would definitely uh, open up more eyes, more opportunities, everything. Is there anything that you wish you kind of w- would have known Asia that you would recommend to someone that maybe comes from your walk of life before going to college? Um, don't let nobody tell you anything different. Don't let nobody tell you what you can and can't do because you can do whatever you want to do. So, yeah. Yeah. And when did you all kind of, actually, you know, I want to ask this. So I know to be athlete, you have to be competitive. Can you all talk about just how competitive you are? And maybe it's like a funny moment. You said, okay, I was, I was into that moment that time. (laughs) It could be any moment. Just like anytime. Yeah, you, you say, you know, like maybe you, uh, you had a goal, you accomplished that goal. Or maybe you say like I was, you know, I wanted to be this guy was the better person maybe at one point. But I worked my way to get to that level or you accomplished something that you were, uh, you know, really interested in doing or beating. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go like more of like my, my childhood, like when we were playing basketball on the street and pick up basketball. Uh, just how like that molded into my competitiveness now is I would playing basketball. It was me and my neighbor, Kyler. Like we kind of like dominate like our little area, our little neighbor, area of the neighborhood in one-on-ones and stuff. So we would be playing one-on-ones like till like 11 o'clock at night. Like luckily the street light was just right <laughs> over the hoop. So like we still had some lights and stuff to play, but like we'd be going back and forth all day. And like anytime anybody else would come, we would dominate them because we were always going at it with each other every every time so like whenever someone else came we was like man you ain't nothing compared to what we what we've been doing so that's what i tell actually uh my roommate now his name joseph uh he uh he he claims he he beat me in basketball pick up basketball claims yeah claims that's what i'm saying like he he claims he would beat me like three out of ten times which i don't remember a single time that he beat me in basketball and like nobody else, none of our friends do either. So I think You'll be that one friend. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. Like they, they just come out and come out of nowhere. Like they just forgot the past or something. <laughs> Rewriting history, but no, I think those moments like shaped into my character and uh, just the competitive nature. Like now, that's just who who I am at this point. So, mm-hmm. is there anything you all did maybe as kids? I know at Asia. I know from seeing you play. I mean, you're you're bully ball. Yeah. So just kind of talk about when you're on the court, like. What are you looking to do? I think you, I think you told me one of your favorite players is, is Draymond and Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just kind of, I mean, as for those of you your favorite players, you, you got to be competitive. Kind of talk most about definitely, Most definitely. Most uh, definitely. I think I got my competitiveness from playing football. If I didn't play football, I'd probably be 
skinny, man. Stick. I would have no muscles, <laughs> nothing. So football, most definitely, like mm-hmm. being able to go against the boys, tackle the tackle the boys, you know, get to the quarterback, intercept the ball, you know, and then after at, at the end of the games, it was just like. The feeling of being able to take my helmet off and show them I'm a female. I beat y'all. Like, I'm a female, bro. Like, come on. So that that's that's probably the main thing that helped me. How long did you play football for, by the way? Um, it's li- it was Little League, so it was like maybe like a year or two, probably. I mainly cheerlead it because my grandma, she always made me do that. <laughs> but football was your passion. Yeah, though. yeah, most definitely. One time I walked off. When we were chilly and I told him it was too hot and I went to go play on the playground, I didn't want to cheer. I did not want to do that no more. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you'd be playing football on the court like Draymond? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. When I get okay. in the pain, I get boom, hit him with my shoulder and it's over with. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Okay, respect. Elijah, do you have any um, moments like that? I guess just like racing people because I know like mm, a lot yeah. of people they be like you know like I'm, I'm fast, fast. I'm like alright we can line it up right here and uh, I jog and I still beat them <laughs> like you know I guess just like just always being like I'm always willing to race somebody I don't even care to this day you're, you're willing oh, to race well not right now <laughs> uh, okay. but um because I just had surgery Two mm-hmm. weeks ago, but like anytime before that, oh yeah, yeah, we can do it in socks, barefoot, <laughs> flip flops, anything. You're always ready. Yeah, concrete, gravel. <laughs> like I'm willing to race, so I guess just uh, always just having that uh, competitive nature, even if it's not on the court field, just still being being willing to compete. You know, yeah. that's always a plus one. Definitely. Okay, now let's move on. This is our our kind of our last segment. We just, this is our fun rapid fire round. We're just gonna ask you questions. You have to get too deep into it, but it's, it's you know, it's jokes. It's fun. Okay, so for our first question, we have, what is the better, the better side dish? We have mac and cheese or collard greens? Oh, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. Who it's eat collard mean, greens? Give me the greens. What? <laughs> Man, you Give me the greens with a little vinegar. Yeah. Oh, a little vinegar. Okay. No, hot sauce, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm lactose, so you know what I'm saying? Same, 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 same. My parents eat that too much. Nah, nah. I'm going to stick with my mac and cheese, man. Yeah. So okay, so okay, so we got we got okay. I, I'll be here with you. We, we we got two and two. We're split on the mac and cheese and the grains. Okay, greatest athlete of all time. I have Serena Williams or Michael Jordan. Though that'd be an interesting. Song. I mean, you have to pick between the two. Yeah, pick between the two. Between knowing Michael Jordan, like his background, history, and stuff like that, and Serena, I'm gonna have to go with Serena because mm-hmm. Serena ain't did the amount of stuff Michael Jordan did. If you know, if you know, if you know. If nah, you know, if you know. I'm going I'm going with Serena. Also. I'm going with Serena. Like, so Serena's changed changed the game. Hey. Sure. Like and if we talk about MJ, I mean, he's in a debate for his own sport goat. So sport goat, then there ain't no debate with Serena. Like That's true. I'm rocking with it. Yeah. Oh Serena, Serena with the sweet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean Serena, I mean, this is one of the most accomplished players uh in any sport, but in tennis, I mean, that's what she does. So Okay, now better movie. I have Friday, Juice, or Set It Off. Now this is Black History Month, so I didn't want to pick three black movies. Uh, so Friday, Juice, or Set It Off. Oh, Friday. Friday. It's iconic. <sighs> Man. You don't have to pick that as well. I get to start quoting. Uh, I like my movie scene. Set It Off, man. Set It Off, like for it. sure. I like my movie Set It Off. I like it. Is that is that is any of these movies like one of you all's like favorite movies in general? Nah, I mean nah. it's up there like top ten probably yeah, Friday, probably. but it's not like number one. Nah. He be quoting it all the time. Oh, so. yeah. oh really? <laughs> John Willis, <laughs> oh, okay. 
Okay, now lastly, does anyone know what Muhammad Ali's birth name is? Nah. <laughs> Anybody? It's probably something goofy, right? It's it's Cassius Clay. So uh, so Molly changed that. his name because uh, he's Muslim. Uh, so essentially, he changed his name to get rid of his uh his ties. He said I think his last name was tied to slavery. It's not his actual name, so he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. That was just my last little trivia question. Hey, it's I, Black I, History I Month. See, I knew that. I, I knew that. <laughs> you know, can't recall in the moment. <laughs> I don't know. For sure. Under the pressure. <laughs> okay, now this is the last one I have. So going back to the Jordan one, uh, I did have, we did this with our coaches. We have uh, Michael Jordan. We do have LeBron James. So who do you all think is the greatest uh, basketball player of all time? I don't like LeBron, so I'm going to just go with Michael Jordan. Like, simple. I do not like LeBron, like, at all. I'm going to rock with LeBron, personally. I mean, he is, like, number one scoring, isn't, and he's going to reach 40,000 points probably in the next, like, couple games. Yeah. But, um. You know, it's close. I'll say that. It's close. <laughs> but uh Brian, like he just been doing it like what twenty, twenty how many years? Twenty this is twenty-one, like I think. Yeah. yeah, something like that. No, I, I think it's definitely LeBron. Just because <laughs> like he okay. the longevity of it. Like he and and some of the teams he's carried to the finals, like let's be for real. If 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 LeBron not on that team, they they in the lottery. Like they they picking they picking first overall next year. And he's he drags them to the finals for what, what was that run? He had like nine straight finals appearances. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, He's been to 10. So, yeah. Like it's, it's the LeBron Invitational. That's what the finals <laughs> Okay. Is, so. And I'm not even a huge LeBron fan. Like, I, my favorite my favorite basketball player is Steph Curry. So, I I had to I had to sit there and, and deal with LeBron all those finals runs. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I, I I know the fear it put in me whenever <laughs> I see my team going against LeBron. So, that's that's why he the goat to me. Okay, definitely. <clears throat> now, I did want to thank you all for participating in our Express News Athletes Roundtable. Uh, we hope to make this like an annual tradition for our listeners. So be sure to check out our video's description and make sure to click on the link, uh, which we will have our article in there and you can hear some other athletes' voices. <laughs>